Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treat is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, buddy? What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Sure, we're going we gonna to get into some of these topics today, talking about some Chief stuff. Uh, but I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. Uh, you know, we 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 bought this channel up because we're gonna get some some good uh insight into the Chiefs, uh players view, talking about just the team, things, you know, that that we just deal with. Uh but I I'm excited. I'm always excited. Marcus, I'm always excited, man, to get on this thing, man. Talk to you, brother. Talk some good football. You know what I mean? Me too, man. No way. And even with the uptick in the videos, the amount of videos we we're doing right now, it never gets old seeing you, man. I, I, I love it so much. I'm like, I'm going to see JD in two hours, getting ready, getting my notes ready. <laughs> You're my brother, man. You're my brother. So, you know, that's that's how that works. Yes, that's sir. how that works. Yes, sir. So. Um, so, yeah, like you said, we got a lot of Chief stuff. We've done a pretty good amount of talking about. Rasheed Rice this week, uh, going over what we saw last week in Chicago, but now on in New York. But there's still some stuff we got to talk about, some hot topics we, we've seen in the comments uh, this week on the Juwan Taylor front. Um, and also okay. we're going to talk about the, the sophomore year of two of our defensive dynamos. So far. But we're going to begin with our guy, Juwan Taylor, who you guys have been so boisterous talking about it online in our comments. <laughs> you guys have done a pretty good job talking about it. And, um, so we're gonna been a lot of opinions. There's been a lot of opinions out there. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, a lot of opinions. But, yes, whether you're on the side of he needs to get right or on the side of the NFL, you know, it's a witch hunt. They're just going for Juwan Taylor kind of thing. Um, so we're, we're going to begin with uh, so JD um, had a video of him kind of examining Juwan Taylor's play during the game as an example. They didn't call a penalty here, so this is just yeah. this is an example. Of well, so so before we play the video, I just want to just we'll kind of you know talk a little bit about the premises. So, you know, we, we've discussed that Jawan Taylor being targeted, okay, and people are using that word targeted, you know, being picked on. You know, we, we're saying all these different things. And I think the point uh, that we're making, I'm making, is, listen, we understand because the first game, they have called it, they have been looking after this guy, 
then they're 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 going to be flag happy. They really are. And so guess what? The opposing team are going to be ready to be in the ref's ear that he's lined up all sides. Okay. So we can't be so upset and so mad and not objective to seeing that Juwan may be lined up all sides. That to me, it doesn't do us any good to scream that they're not calling it for anybody else. If anything, we're screaming at, Hey, you know what? Keep it consistent. Not saying that guy is not right. Okay. Because he is wrong because he is lined up then that's where we need to keep it. But we need to hold those things accountable. I think Andy did a great job of doing that when he 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 put this whole mastermind together to put somebody else in at the game, line up the same way, and see what they do to call that, right? Well, of course, the other team's not going to scream about it because they're worried about Juwan. Juwan's a starting right tackle for us, right? So they're not worried about somebody else lining up. They just know that from week one and so enough, they feel like he's criminal with it, right? So... Uh, that's all I wanted to say. So go ahead and show the video. So we'll, we'll go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll address it. So we're sitting here in the second quarter, 11.56. Juwan Taylor, this should be a legal formation. It should be. Okay, the rule is the rule. We understand that. I don't think anybody is arguing against that point of it being the rule is the rule. The problem goes, we're not consistent in enforcing this not just with him, but with other teams. If you're not consistent with it, then that's a problem with the officiating. Pure and simple. So, J.D., yeah. you made a great point there in saying that, you know, a, a, a penalty is a penalty, and there's a reason why we have rules in, in the NFL, and there's a reason why we have rules yeah. all over the place to kind of keep things in order. And that's not on us, right? Like you kind of made the point there. It's like, the NFL has problems with consistency issues. It's not a, oh, it's they're just going at Juwan Taylor. No, they're calling it in certain spots. They're not calling it all over the league. And that that's the, that's the real thing that I think Andy wants to amplify. It's like you're not calling it for everyone. Right. And, and Andy's doing a good job of really addressing the inconsistency with the NFL officiating. Okay. I think that's the important part. And so if you, you're calling out the referees and the NFL officiating for being uh, incompetency, then that goes into the bigger picture of like, hey, listen, if if we're going to make this a thing, okay, as it is a thing, and it is a rule, we know we understand what the rules are. We're going to play within the rules. Fine. No problem with that. We don't have no problem with playing within the confines of the rules or what the rules are. But when you do that, you make sure that you're calling everybody for this as well. Okay? You can't have one crew come in. All of a sudden, they're calling things just for our guy. You got to do it all the way consistently across the board. Matter of fact, y'all need to be up in New York talking and discussing these things on a weekly basis that we are going to emphasize making sure that each tackle is lined up uh, uh, the right way. And the thing is, look, hey, don't take what I'm saying. Don't take from what we're saying about this because we're being truthful about it. I want you to listen to somebody else. I think we have somebody else up here that, that's, that's making a point uh, uh what we're saying. Yeah, here's Juwan Taylor on uh, if he feels like he's being targeted. Do you feel like you're being picked on personally or, or officials are looking at your game versus other guys differently? Um, I wouldn't say picked on. Uh, definitely, I, I know I definitely got to clean it up, so I wouldn't just, you know, blame the officials. Uh, so, no. Do you watch all of games? Oh, yeah, I, I watch a lot of film, yeah. I mean, like, other, do you pay attention to the other offensive tackles, too, and, like, where they're lining up? Um, sometimes not really. Um, I just worry about myself and helping my team win, honestly. 
That was our friend Aaron Ladd from KSHB. Uh, JD, it sounds pretty much like what you've been saying all along since going back to week one when this targeting stuff first started to come to come on. Um, it seems like Jawan Taylor's right right with you on this whole thing that he needs to fix it. Yeah, look, I, I, I even put a, a a tweet out saying, hey, man, you keep doing it until they call it, big fella. You keep doing it until they call it. And so they called it. So now it's like, all right, well, shoot, now you caught. Uh, they're calling it now. Now it's time to clean it up, like he said. Now it is. Now there's time to clean it up. And so to me, that, that's what a pro is. That, that's what a professional football player should be. And so when a guy understands that there's things that he needs to do to get better, he addresses it. That's exactly what he should do. Because what that does is it makes not only him better, but it makes the entire team better. See, because the way I look at it, the Chiefs have a high standard. Okay, and it, make no mistake about it. You know, we're not going to play in the in 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 the dirt, in the mud with everybody else. Okay, we're Super Bowl champs, and we're Super Bowl champs for a reason. And I think because of who we are, the organization, guys being professional, you know, and it goes across the board. Jawan Taylor's like, look, I put that onus on me. I put that onus on me, and so I commend him for that. That's exactly what it should do. As a player, that's what we do. We can't keep crying about, oh, okay, they pick it on me but okay there's some things you know as a as as everybody should do we should be able to clean our own house so i do i i, I commend that I, I look at him as somebody who has a lot of integrity in saying those things and i agree with it so that that's why to me uh Jawan taylor just with those those answers that he he made in himself that i'm a huge fan because that's that's exactly where we should go as players and you know as people as well but also to keep raising high hail if they're not calling it for other teams. Okay. And we should be on the sideline. Anytime we see an opposing team tackle backed up doing that, we should be in that ref's ear as well. We should be calling it out. Hey, what's going on? Watch this guy. He's off, you know, he's, he's off sides. You know, he's getting a false start. He's sitting in the backfield. We should be that team, the opposing team that's there in that ref's ear, making sure he's making those calls. So, yeah, I know a lot of uh, fans like in our comments this this week. They've you know bring up Philadelphia, Lane Johnson, and oh, my retort is yeah, Lane Johnson's doing it. And if you look across the league, and I think after our game, I saw everyone was just like just taking screenshots of other team games on Sunday, saying, "Hey, look at this guy! Look at this tackle! They're 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 off." And like you're right, but we can't really control it. Andy Reid can't control them, but we can, what we can control is Juwan Taylor's alignment and our offensive line's alignment. So, like, yeah. let's control what we can control. Andy can talk to him about this. And then after, once Andy gets him right, and the kind of what we talked about in our postgame show, overcorrect the issue. So much so yeah. that we can call out other teams' tackles, like, look, he's not aligned properly. And if they're not they're not doing it, then, I mean, what, I mean, they're, they're going to have to. If, if, we're, if we're playing by the rules, then we can call out other, other teams from doing it. So it's like, let's control what we can control. And that's Andy hopefully getting Juwan Taylor to correct it. And it sounds, based on that soundbite, He's gonna, he, right. he knows he's wrong. Right. Bottom line. And, and the thing is, we can take it at, at little iPad and that they have on the sideline and go straight to the ref. Like, look, you see this guy? This is what he's been doing all this time. I want you to watch what he's doing. Okay. And he's criminal with it. Lane Johnson's been criminal with it. I don't understand why they're making that call, but they need to. And somebody needs, like I said, needs to be raising all type of sand about why they're not calling it in on him. Uh, and I think we're all on the same page. I, now, hopefully, that's his fans. That's where we are with it as well. Okay. You know, so 
but yeah, but I, I will say this, and I think you got another picture on, on, on this as well. I know we're taking kind of a long time about it, but you know, we, you know, we talk, but part of addressing this issue is look how far back Trey Smith is. Okay. I was noticing somebody Trey is back there with look where Donovan's lined up. Donovan and Trey are almost lined up on the same level. So what Trey backing up, that makes Juwan back up even further. So I think sometimes it ain't Juwan in, in itself, but also too helping Trey out. Like, hey, Trey, man, move up just a little bit. Okay. Or Juwan that needs to know he can't he can't line himself up on Trey. Okay. He needs to know that Trey sits back a little bit further than what he does in that. And it's just that awareness. You know, so so we want to make sure we're clean all the way across. We don't want to hear nothing from nobody. We don't want to see no flags. We don't want to see no touchdowns taken off the board. We don't want to see any of that, okay? Because the thing is, we got so many people out here screaming about all the Chiefs. They get all the calls. You know, you know the uh, the, the, the the referees are on our side. Well, we know they're not, for one. Uh, but also, too, the referees are thinking, man, you know, the Chiefs are getting everything. We need to make some more calls on our side. So it's it's a catch-22. We're never going to get whatever we want to get. The thing we can only do is control ourselves. That's it. That's all we need to do is control what we can control, like you said, and make sure we move forward from that point, bottom line. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, talk about Lane Johnson specifically. I know I, where everyone keeps going to that example um, just because he gets praised for his, you know, get offs and just like, but is there something to like in the NBA superstars get those calls like Giannis, if he goes to the lane and he may get, he, he may get touched or breathed on, he's going to get a foul call. Is it, does yeah. that similar stuff go on in the NFL? Like with this, for example, would you say that's a superstar call? Cause Lane Johnson is a more of a household no. name than Juwan Taylor. No. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't say that at all. I think sometimes what they're doing, and I, I see why Lane is jumping. I see why he's actually getting the jump on it. If you watch the right guard, okay, and, and what they've been doing over the past years is, you know, for almost a silent count and whatnot, like the right guard will indicate to the center when the quarterback is ready to receive the ball. And so Lane can see that out of sight his, his eyes. He can't see he can't see the ball. He can't see the center. So he does it all based off of the guard right beside him. So when you see the guard turn around and come back and does like this, that's when Lane goes. That's the movement he sees. And so he's thinking and they're thinking, well, when the guard does this, the ball's being snapped and Lane's being snapped at the same time. But actually, Lane is a lot faster than when the ball was coming out. The, the center is, is, is coming out. You follow me? Yep. So the center is actually coming back slower on his reaction because he got to bring the ball up. Lane sees this, the movement, or maybe the turn of the guard coming back around. Get indicating that the quarterback is ready and he knows this is coming out next to indicate snap the ball. Well, Lane is on that one as opposed to the, the snap of the ball from the center. So if 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 somebody goes in details and let the, these official knows, like, look, he's being he's snapping off what the guard is doing. He's not snapping off the ball from the when the center snaps it, he's doing it from the guard. They'll call it each and every time. They would. They would. And for example, Monday night, you, is Todd Bowles not telling them, hey, look at like look at the right tackle. I mean, he's, he's moving faster than the ball setting. I mean, like you, you think Todd Bowles, that's a seasoned veteran coach. I mean, you think he'd be all over that. Just like the way the last few teams have been all over Jawan Taylor, you feel like Lane Johnson would be a guy that everyone's kind of like pinpointed on his fast get off. I, I don't know. I'm sure they've said it. I'm sure they have said it. My thing is I'd make the case like, hey, he's going off of the guard doing that. 
He's a lot faster. I know it's hard to, to tell in real time with a naked eye, but he is actually offsides. He is false starting. Okay, and y'all should call it. So I, I, I would I would be in the ear each and every time. I'm like, watch it. Watch when the guard does this. Lane's going. It's not off the center based off the snap. I know you think the snap and everything is happening all, you know, simultaneously, but it's not. Lane is actually fat, a lot faster than the snap is coming off, which it, in a sense is it's offsides, which it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. hopefully at least talking about just, just us and cleaning up our house, hopefully our house is when we get into Sunday night, hopefully we're going to be playing on the road in MetLife. Hopefully it's right. Hey man spotless that's what we that, that's what we looking on spotless okay like i said as chiefs chiefs fans and everybody man we have a higher standard than everybody else okay everybody's gonna put be targeting and looking at us thinking we're getting the calls and whatnot they're always gonna scream that they're always gonna scream it you know i don't want us getting to the point where we just we're not objective in you know what we're saying and thinking he's right and then Jawan taylor doesn't work on something that he thinks he's not wrong on mm. right so, but we know that he, he he said it himself. So, and I trust that. I do. I trust that. Yeah. So, that, that's what championship teams do. I, I feel like he's kind of like you know. I know he wasn't on our Super Bowl team last year, but like that response right there. I mean, you could easily play the "woe is me" card, like "oh man, you know they're they're targeting me" kind of thing. That's yeah, a cha- that, that, that that's a championship response right there. That's a gamer that's right. right there. This is exactly how it works. That's how it works. All right, let's move on to something else, man. I'm, I'm ready. To, we, we don't, yeah, we covered this enough. Right? <laughs> I feel like Juwan Taylor's gonna be the story of the year, man. It's, uh, oh, it's Taylor man. Swift and Juwan Taylor. It's the Juwan Taylor, nah, he, he, Juwan Taylor Swift, right there, JD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nah, I, I think he's good now because he's gonna he's gonna clean it up. So I, I don't. I'm not worried about him anymore. Yeah. Right. You know, let's let's get these daggone officials right. That's what we need to do. That's so. true. Um. All right. So from Juwan Taylor, we're gonna talk about our defense. So um. I think everyone, I think it's as of right now, the 2022 NFL draft will be one draft that we'll remember for a long time, obviously with the, the amount of picks we got from the Tyreek Hill uh, deal. But two of those guys are continuing to show why they were picked so high uh, through three weeks of the season. Chiefs DB Trent McDuffie's PFF's highest rated defensive back in the NFL, leading the team in tackles with 16 and forced fumbles with two. And edge rusher George Karloff, it's our guy, George the Animal, uh, has two sacks and a sixth in the league with 16 pressures. And now this is the interesting part. His 16 pressures are only behind Aiden Hutchinson, Max Crosby, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, and Micah Parsons, which is, I think just wow. wild that he's up there with those, with those guys. I mean, because those, those are premier edge rushers in the league. Um, oh, yeah. My question, yeah. my question to you, J.D., obviously there's a lot that has stood out. I mean, talking about those numbers um, for both these guys, but what has surprised you the most so far uh, in this sophomore season for both these guys? Uh, what has surprised me? Uh, maybe uh, the strides that uh, McDuffie has made as fast as he has, but just adjusting to the, to the speed of the game in the NFL. It uh, maybe may, – I was expecting that because of last year. You know, he missed a couple of games because he was hurt, and you know he comes in a little bit later. But he he caught up to it. He caught up to it. I I I seen his talent in, in in college. You know, when you look at the film, man, he 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 jumps off the board. You see it. You see why he was picked so high uh, because of his cover skills. Him just being in like the low center of gravity. Him being in the guy you know manned up. 
But you know what? More importantly, I, I like about McDuffie, he's he's almost a sure tackler. I've seen him come up, man. You talking leading tackle on the game, and, and sometimes you know when you see corners or safeties being lead tacklers, you don't want those guys to be the lead tackler because it means something's going wrong up front. Okay, somebody not doing their job on the D line and, and linebackers that it gets to the second level, second or third level. But what I see is he's recognizing plays. He's recognizing and he's coming up and he's making them. Man, I I seen I forgot what it was, but I uh can't remember what play it was, but I, he made a play in the game. I was just like, whoa, my goodness. Like, how did he get down there in the box that fast, you know, as a corner to come up and make the play? Because it was like uh, they almost ran a blitz, a little pressure from the outside. I think Trump could from the outside. But McDuffie filled the lane like a linebacker. And it was almost like any other corner would have set back five or ten yards to try to make that play, maybe seven yards. He's right up there two or three yards making the play. And I was just like, that's tough to see a corner come do that. That's a guy that 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 knows and recognizes what the scheme is. Okay, that's great awareness from from him, uh, which is a rarity for a corner to come up here and make plays and one actually want to tackle. So he he's been he's been phenomenal, man. These past three games, he has. Uh, he's got that swagger. He's got that about him, the confidence. And I told I told you this before. The very first game, it looked like he wanted to be the best. I think in his mind. He's pushing to be the best. And I think once he got to the understanding and figuring things out, he's like, oh, yeah, I can play with these guys. Okay. Not only can I play with these guys, but I'm going to be the best when I come out here to come play. So that in itself with, with McDuffie. So what do you think about that? What do you, what do you think about McDuffie himself? I know. I, I, I mean, he's one of those guys that like, and it's cut from the same cloth as a Legereus knee type where he, you can kind of Swiss army enough where you can kind of put him all, all over the field. And Spags loves these like utility type players where you can play him in the box, you can play him in nickel, you can play him in the slot, you can play him uh, guarding your number one corner. You do it all, and I think it's one of those things where Snead kind of caught on pretty fast with that, and he was a late round pick. But like, it's not really you don't see those type of guys that often, and to have two of those guys on the same team, I think I think McDuffie's good, taking a lot from what he's learned from Snead so far, but also like putting his own little flair to it. Yeah, because yes. you're right. He makes he makes plays that you're just not expecting, and at this point, you're just like you have to expect it with him now. And yeah, he's, I mean, he's been everything we've wanted and, and more. I, I tell you what, I, I can almost see Spags also telling him, man, like you could be one of the best to have a coach. He's probably telling him that too, and so I'm I'm sure Spags is holding him up. I, I'm guaranteed he, he's he's motivating him to say, hey, look, man, like you're a hell of a player. Okay, maybe considered a small guy stuff like that. He's but. Shit, the way that you play is incredible. I didn't mean to cuss on it, like it, you know, but he's, you know, I'm sure he's saying those things, like, you know, dag on. But that, that's, I could see that. I could see him talking about McDuffie that way. Mm-hmm. Now, going to George the Animal Kolathkis, okay? Now, he's, he's, you know, sixth in, in pressures. That, that is, that is surprising. That is surprising because we're talking about he's he's in a league with some some heavy dudes. Yeah. Dudes have been doing it for a while, just doing it at a high level. And so I think this is uh kind of a, a honoring uh you know, giving some paying some homage to the work that he did with Tamba Hali. Okay. Tamba helped him out, and he says so much. He says it so like, look, Tamba helped me out coming out there working with me, and you can see it where Tamba. You know his his passion about the game and the excitement and the things he's giving to him. He's letting him understand how do you attack these guys. 
how you approach things in a game. And, and, and George is just, he's, he's paying off of it. You know, he's just using his ability and talent that Tom will recognize and saying, man, these are the things you could do. There's no reason why your name shouldn't be up here with some of the top ones in here in the league. And so he's just been doing that. And I love it. I love that the relentless attitude that he has. Uh, and so I just wanted to keep coming. I want that to, to translate into more sacks and more sacks. Right. And that's the thing about it. You know, so I want I want to see him right now, man, make it at least a 12 sack season, you know, if not more. So he, he's he's right on the trajectory of, of getting that. Uh, he he can he can definitely do it. He's going to be one on one with some guys. Uh, he's. I think kind of his body type, he seemed like he's a little undersized a little bit. Maybe he doesn't seem as big as TJ Watt. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just doesn't. He doesn't have the girth. Yeah. And that's, I think that's that's one of the things. Because I seen one of the tackles kind of swallowing him up a little bit. I'm like, hey, look a little small. But he, he's effective. He, he's like a, he's like an alley cat, you know, just getting on you. Or just jumping all over these jokers. And that's what I love. Because as long as he has that that drive, uh, you know, just that passion he has, just that that killer instinct. He's just gonna keep making plays. He's just gonna keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. And it's like the the tackle's like, "Dad, God, like, why don't you stop?" And he's like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna keep coming." And so that's what I want to see from a guy like that, man. Uh, hopefully that translates not just with him, but you know, to over there to to King, uh, you know, Felix, you know. Him getting some do watching what he's doing. And I think all of this is infectious. It pays off, goes down the line, goes to everybody out there. Uh, so he's playing at a high level, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to see it. I'm so happy to see it. Because we talked about this guy. This is the guy that we wanted. Wasn't it, Marcus? Yes, this is the guy I want to talk about. I'm like, this is the dude that I want here with the Chiefs. And I said, we need a guy like that that has a high motor, nonstop, no quit in him, got all heart, and, you know, all cojones, and he's coming. We're seeing it. We're seeing it, man. So that's all, man. That's true. And this was fresh Big after man. this was fresh after the Bengals uh, loss when we, when we talked about this. Like, like a month later, we started to do pre-draft stuff. Um, yeah. We wanted a guy like Hendrickson and, and Hubbard. We wanted guys like that, and we wanted guys yeah. who's nonstop motors, like you're going to keep coming all day long. And that's we got what we wanted, and that's what he is. We got what we wanted, and those guys. I'm telling you or tackle and tight end, when we're blocking guys like that, those guys are problems. They are a problem, you know, because they just constantly, constantly coming. There's just no quitting them. I don't care how much you beat on them, whatever you do, he's just not going to quit. He's not, you know, he don't, he don't know what that means. He doesn't know what that means. What would you say? I mean, we're obviously praising both these guys, but what would you say so far? Something that you, you kind of want them both to kind of improve on as they, I mean, obviously second year guys, there's still plenty of things that they improve on, but what would you say is one big thing that you kind of want to see as the season progresses a little bit, you want to see a little bit more of? I mean, it, really it, you, at this point, what you want to see with these guys is consistency. You just want to make sure it's consistent all the way through. Uh, because once you establish that, you know, you have, you know, elite things in you, uh, now you want to make it all the way consistent each and every game. And so I want to see more sacks come out of Kalafkis. I want to see more things come out of McDuffie. I want to see, I want to see some, you know, interceptions on his side. Yeah. Right. Uh, so those are the things that I, I, I definitely want to see. And then they'll get to that point, but they're still growing. These still, these guys are still young. I ain't saying they arrived. We just, what we're doing is recognizing the talent that they have. Uh, and they've been showing it. 
you know, thus far. So I hope that just continues. I hope that continues, and I think it will. Yeah, I mean, usually you see a sophomore, what comes with a sophomore year is a sophomore slump, and so far with the sophomores we with the, on our team, we had a lot on defense. I don't really see much of that. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that tells me these guys are hungry. That, that, that tells me their mentality is about getting better, right? Uh, and so, yeah, we, we, we can't always – everybody, the sophomore slump is not going to be, uh, you know – with everybody, you know, going through that. But yeah, yeah, these guys, man, they uh, they've been out there balling. We just, I want, I want to keep seeing it. I want to keep seeing it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, when I saw that he was uh, sixth in pressures behind all those guys, it and crazy enough because I, I read that list. I read it from one to, to to five. So one, Aiden Hutchinson has the most. Fifth is Michael Parsons, and we hear all these things about Michael Parsons being the uh, possibly the MVP or defensive player of the year. And Karloff yeah. is only one less uh, pressure than him. 16 to 17 pressures between the two of them. That's just like, man, this is like the, the fourth edge rusher in the, in the uh, picked in that draft. And Aiden Hutchinson was the number one guy. And then we're talking about is at the end of the first round. I mean. Do, okay, so I, I'll probably ask this later. So uh, where was this high pressure count? And, and and is any of this like the Chris Jones effect? Does any of that attribute to maybe Chris? Or did he was he was doing it? Before then, I think um, I think he had a, a lot on uh, on Sunday. I think I think a, I think a bulk of it came on Sunday. I guess yeah. theirs. Yeah, he, he did a good job. He did a good job, man. Bringing pressure, he did. I want to say he had eight on Sunday. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> good. So yeah, he, shoot. And, and the thing is, he, he primarily plays on the right tackle. The Karloftis does, and that the right tackle is the was the only starting guy they had. Who, who was the only starting guy who wasn't hurt? It was our guy Darnell Wright. Um, yeah. I know it. Gave him some work. Gave the rook a little, little work, didn't he? Yeah, Gave the rook a little work. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to go to our final topic here, our game picks. So uh, Chiefs are traveling to a MetLife Stadium. We are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. This game will be, of course, on NBC Sunday Night Football. That means we're going to have a late night on Sunday because our post-game show is going to be at, like, 1 a.m. <laughs> Um, this is Mahomes' first game at MetLife Stadium, which I thought was an interesting stat. It never played at MetLife before. Second time playing the Jets. First time was in 2020 when the Chiefs won 35-9. to Mahomes threw for 416 yards and five touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, eight catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown in that game. Um, obviously, Taylor Swift will be at the game um, on our betting show on Friday. I have I've looked at the, I've looked at the numbers, but I haven't seen any like prop bets of like how many times will the TV or the camera show Taylor Swift if it's going to be over like more than the spread maybe like over ten and a half times. Uh, but so she is going to be at the game. Yeah, she's going to be at the game. How you find that out? What did, did she say? She I, I mean I, I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I think uh, Jordan Swiftie? Jordan Schultz tweeted it online. A bunch of people tweeted it on, on, online um, that okay. and apparently Jason Kelsey is going to be at the game as well. He's after his game. He's flying up to to New York to uh, watch his brother play on primetime. Oh wow! And I guess okay. that's I guess that's where he's going to meet her potentially. So big oh. big 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 time for the uh, Kelsey family. They're having they're having a they're having they're having a ball right now. Having a ball, man. Yeah, having a ball. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so nine and a half point spread. This team is just I mean, the Jets since since week one, since that fourth play of that of week one, they've been kind of just sputtering out of control. Um there's a lot of the kind of things going on in the locker room. Rogers is telling the guys to grow up. 
uh, to not like point fingers at people. So there's a lot going on. Second week in a row, we're playing a team that's going through some turmoil. Uh, but nine and a half point favorite on the road. It's such a big number, especially on the road. Uh, but JD, who who do you have, uh, and uh, what is your uh, predicted score? So it's going to be a good battle for us. Okay, we were talling about the young receivers going out there and and, and battling against a good defense, uh, tight ends, and just for our own, whole offensive line, everybody. Uh, you know, they're going to be hungry. They're they're they they got some some boys up front. They got some 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 dogs up front. They got. C.J. Mosley is doing a tremendous job, and then we know we got Sauce Gardner on the outside. So uh, that's the thing about it. That's going to be a good challenge for our offense. Uh, and then, of course, I go on the defensive side of the ball. The thing is, we got to keep losing teams losing. You got to keep bringing pressure on uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, they got a, you know, a very talented backfield in Brees Hall uh, and, and also, too, uh, Dalvin Cook. Outside, they got uh, Wilson. On the outside, Lazard comes in, does a couple of different plays. Uh, Conklin does well as a tight end. But I think we can handle those guys pretty well. We just can't get the running game going. And I've seen, actually, uh, Zach Wilson have like a, a good series against New England where he was getting the ball out quick. And he gets into a rhythm of doing things. Uh, and he's getting better every game. That's the thing about it. They, You know, he, he's getting a little bit better. Now I'm sure they're going to try to build on what he was doing in that game, or at least that series, saying, look, look, you got into a rhythm. Those things like that is going to help us out. So as long as we keep his feet moving, because once you get him out of the pocket, he's horrible. He's horrible. Okay. But nine, 9.5 favorite, uh, met life, met life. And I'm, I'm looking at, I mean, I've been looking at this, this number for a long time. Maybe this was the week for this to happen. So I've got 31. Okay. 31 to 17, 31, 17. I think that's what it's going to be. Okay, because the Jet fans are going to be all over them. We just can't let them get the ball, get them running and stuff like that at all. Uh, but I, I think we'll, Matt, you know what? Change that. 31 to 14. 31 14. Okay, 31 14. Yeah, the, uh, I'm looking at the over under right now. This is probably one of the lowest over unders we've had in a really long time. Total points for this game is 41 and a half, JD. Ooh. That's very that's low. low. It's low. I got the over on that. I got the over. So you say 31 to 14? 31 14. Yeah. Uh, who has, I mean, do, do you see a big uh, running game from us or do you see us testing the, uh, testing the young, testing the, uh, the, t- the, the tough secondary? <sighs> you know, it's, it's going to be the running game is what they're going to try to establish. That's, that's going to be their best bet because once you try to establish a running game, because uh, they got some guys up front that's going to block too. Uh, we got to make sure they don't get the don't get Brees Hall going or Dalvin Cook going, uh, and then after that it opens up the pass. It opens up the pass. But Garrett Wilson, Conklin, uh, uh, Lazard, uh, you know those guys are pretty decent uh, receivers. Garrett Wilson, without a doubt, is one of the most elite receivers right now in the game. I love him a lot. He, he's he's something else. He's special. He's special. So he, he was one of the ones that was pretty pissed off about the play of uh, his quarterback. Yeah, well, hey man, he, he knows. He's like, look, if you ain't got nothing else, throw it to me. <laughs> you ain't got nothing else going on. I don't care where you go. You look to me to make a play, and I'll go make it for you. So I I, I agree with it, but that, that maybe that's the whole like, you know, Aaron Rodgers like, look, stop pointing fingers, stop being immature. You know, we got to try to play within the confines of things. Now, no, Aaron's like, I'd throw it to you if I was. If I wasn't in, I'd throw it to you, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. 
But that's what, 31 to 14? That's what I'm looking at the score. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go 28. Ooh. I'm going to go – I was thinking to go 31-10 or 28-10. I think it's going to be under. I, I, I think uh, I think that number is going to make us want to go over a little bit. Uh, but yeah. I, think it's, I think it's slightly under. I think we – our team is just playing so good, and, and we've played better offenses. Um, that's a good question, actually. Between Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, who's more of a threat? Uh, just the player in itself, just the player, the player in the situation. Yeah, because I, I can't. You know, it, I don't like the offense they run up here in Chicago. Yeah. Justin Fields is a much dangerous quarterback than Zach Wilson, no doubt about it. He's yeah. a much better player. Uh, so if he's doing something else, he got a, you know a different offensive scheme around him, be a different story. So. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine Justin Fields up there with with the Jets? I mean, O line's still atrocious. He was still he was still the same kind of issues as the with the O line. But yeah, I mean, but you got you got Brees Hall. You could do a little bit more of the of the option with him. Yeah. You know, getting around the corner. Heck, and then you got some really good receivers in. You know, Garrett Wilson, Lazard, and, and Conklin. I I mean, shoot, I think he would do a much better job than what we see out of Zach Wilson. Put it that way. Yeah, no, I I agree and, with you. And the defense would help him out. Yeah, sure. That, that's that's big. That's big when you when when your your defense bows up and gets you out of a couple of certain situations. That, that helps for a quarterback. Yeah, that's gonna be a, a tough time for our offensive line to go against uh, Quinn and Williams. Quinn Williams is one of the best D tackles in the league. Man, he was one of the ones that reset the market for uh, Chris Jones. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, that's gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna watch that. That's about. I'm gonna be watching up front, man. Seriously, because uh, I'm looking for that interior. Uh, our interior has been so-so, okay? This is my grade. It's me as coach looking at it. They've been okay. Now I'm right here. I want to see what they're going to do. I'm going to watch the fits. Then we get to the linebackers with C.J. Mosley uh, and those guys. It's going to be a good challenge for us. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good challenge. Watch that battle up front, man. That's where that's where the game's going to be won. Watch that battle up front uh, because they're going to try to keep Patrick Mahomes from running out of the pocket and move, using his feet, they're going to be bringing some pressure on him. I'm telling you, uh, we got to watch it. We got to protect Patrick this week. Yeah, that's the one thing they do have is that, that great defense. Um, that's right. Yeah, look that's at right. the team total points. So Vegas has uh, Chiefs having 25 and a half points. That's the overrunner for just the team itself. I think we go over. That's why I, I'm saying 28 10 or 31 10. But yeah, I think um, it's, we're going to have our hands full. This is not this is not an easy game by any full. means. No, and, and it's like I said, it's going to be a good test for our, our young wide receivers. Okay, we could talk about yeah, you're going against Detroit's secondary and you know Jacksonville and you know of course uh, Chicago. You talking about elite guys now across the board from D line linebackers to secondary, different different deal. So yeah, it's an it's an elite crop. It's a reason why um, Aaron wanted to go there in the first place. <laughs> right. Well, that's what. But we we talked about this. We we kind of addressed that in one of the, the earlier uh, segments and episodes. Uh, is had the offense arrived? We'll find out this week. That's a good point. <laughs> we'll find out this week. We'll find out this week. Yeah, you're right. It's probably probably the first good test we've had on defense so far. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm excited, man. I'm, I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about it after you after this win. The the, the, uh, the chief concerns after uh, after dark. <laughs> after dark. After dark baby. 
Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns. We'll see you guys on Friday when we do our uh, our single game parlay or same game parlay uh, show. Um, I I did. I think I did all right last week. I, I think the only ones I didn't hit on. Well, yeah, I think I went two for five again because uh, Cole Komet's uh, didn't didn't reach his uh, his catches and Mahomes didn't get over his yards. Actually, I think I went three or five last week. So, yeah, Thanks. not bad. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We'll see you guys Friday. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.